0: Let's continue some of our uh, more uh, difficult conversations. There's, of course, been an announcement from Israel about travel restrictions, and uh, the fact that that Israelis have been uh, advised, maybe for certain countries, to be aware, maybe other countries to put off travel unless absolutely necessary. Yirmiyahu Danzig is known as that Simite. He's a digital educator specializing in Jewish diversity, history, and identity. He joins us this morning. Yahu thank you for doing so. How are you
1: doing great thank you for having me
0: a great a pleasure indeed right so uh, let 's just talk about this travel warning that israel has has issued. How do the levels work how How seriously uh, does Israel take this?
1: Well this is quite serious i mean uh, the basically the israel 's national security Council issues warnings based on a ranking from one to four uh one being no risk or w- no unusual risk mm-hmm. um normal precautions should be taken four being incredibly dangerous so for an example of a four rating would be a country like iran um a country like afghanistan uh where basically they're either the government is uh, committed to, com- to committing acts of violence against jews and israelis or there's a the level of lawlessness in which anti-semitic groups are able to do as they please um and uh levels three and uh two is when you start to see an escalation of anti Semitic violence or high risk to Israelis um in uh, amongst the populace. And that's what we're seeing right now is a number of countries, uh particularly in Europe, where that had no uh unusual uh warnings, uh have now been upgraded to a level two. Um and a level two basically means that Israelis and Jews traveling in these areas need to be careful uh, of, of uh, displaying their Jewish, Jewishness publicly um, and also to be sure that they do not uh, attend public rallies um, where they're associated with Israel or Judaism.
0: It's interesting that South Africa has been declared a level three, and it's fascinating that on the streets here in South Africa you don't feel anti-Semitism. Certainly in Johannesburg, and maybe it's a little bit different in Cape Town, but in Johannesburg you really don't have a sense that you need to hide your Jewish identity at all. Uh, So I was quite surprised to see that. I mean, I would be more nervous... To, to wear a kippah in, in Germany or France, certainly than I, than I am in South Africa where I wear one uh, all the time.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how they come at these assessments. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with uh, the news coming out of certain places. Mm. Um, certainly the, the level of anti-Semitism we're seeing in places like Germany and France is just is just un- it's it's shocking to many people uh, across the world. I think that people are looking at events like uh, the investigation of David Teeger um, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. some type mm-hmm. of uh, inquisition and saying, oh, what does this mean for, for, for Israelis and supporters of Israel in general in South Africa?
0: Yeah, you see, again, that's fascinating because I, I, I read, so, so here we have, I would argue that here it's the opposite to, to many places like the United States or Germany. In Germany and the United States, you've got an incredibly supportive government uh, in terms of Israel, uh, but the the people on the ground, same in the UK maybe, uh, there's a, a lot of anti-Semitism. Here there's almost, it's almost inversely proportional. And I did read somewhere that, that this is not uncommon because in a place like South Africa, Africa, there isn't the same level of anger on the streets because government is actually virulently hostile when it comes to Israel. So it's not translating to people on the streets in the same way. I, I don't think it's anything to be proud of. I'm not suggesting that it is. We've got a horrific government in, at the best of times, add Israel to it, um, and their antipathy towards Jews and Israel and it gets, it makes them even worse. But, but that said, it, it somehow seems not to be translating, uh, to, to what we're finding on the streets, uh, which which is interesting. And yes, of course, you mentioned the David Tiga uh, incident, and by the way that was the ruling came out last night, where they said there was absolutely nothing wrong with what he did. Um, Number one, he's entitled to freedom of expression, and number two, he did so at a Jewish event. He was not representing Cricket South Africa. He was representing himself, where he won an award at the Jewish Achievers event. He was talking to fellow Jews, and uh, he's fully within, and that is the context with which he spoke, but even if somebody doesn't like his view, the, he is constitutionally protected by the, uh, by the South African Constitution. So he was found that it was found there that there was absolutely no wrongdoing, which, which of course, we, we know. But it is interesting to, to, to see this. How seriously is this taken by Israelis who we know love to travel?
1: Well, it's taken very seriously I think that first of all, I do want to mention that the three uh, rating given by the National Security Council um, indicates that there are some places in which there is zero to no risk and there are places which are high risk so it, it indicates that there are certain cities or regions uh, that are okay, so that are more risk than others mm, mm. Um, but I but to, to answer your question Israeli society is taking this very seriously I mean it's it's uh, pretty felt across the board that right now Israelis don't have a place to go um, other than Israel. Um, this is expressed in the, the by the news anchors as well as in by Eretz Neaderet, which is a very famous uh you know comedy show yes, which comments we,
0: we on, 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 that on is
1: Israeli it. politics. Yeah, mm. and so the the idea that Israelis are kind of stuck here right now and, and this and we have no other place to go is, is seen as something. On the one hand, uh, tragic, but on the other hand, it's 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 added to this feeling of of incredible patriotism and and connection to to Israel, which I think, you know, is uh, quite a uh, an impressive response to a very dire situation given the cultural climate before October the seventh and where a lot of people were were threatening to leave Israel because of the uh, judicial reforms.
0: Mm. so yeah that, that uh, I would also imagine with so many people having been called up three hundred thousand plus reservists uh, and uh, other people obviously in the army at uh, in any event the there must be a lot less people who are even able to travel uh, given the fact that they are committed to the army
1: certainly certainly and and the uh, it's even if you 're not in reserves, everybody knows somebody. Uh, or as a neighbor of somebody that has a, a husband or a child in reserves. And so the feeling of this kind of collective responsibility to help each other out in these times when, when some of the main providers are not in the home, um is, is, is certainly tangible. And so the, the idea that, you know, this isn't the ideal time to be looking to book your, your vacation to, uh, to Mykonos or to Cyprus is, is pretty widespread. Mm. But, you know, like I said, we're still in this mode of, you know, this national effort, which is, is seen as, um, the, the effort to defend Israel from uh, what, what is perceived as an existential threat.
0: Uh, what about the other way around? You know, certainly I have spoken to many Jews who are keen, willing and uh, are tri- planning trips to to Israel at at the moment number one just to other to show some solidarity maybe because actually ironically feel safer there than traveling anywhere else in the world is this a good thing to do or does this place a burden on Israel that maybe at the moment they shouldn't have to be dealing with uh, with uh, with foreigners
1: well the reality is, is that the, is one of the things that's been on the the, the top of uh, decision makers minds since the beginning of this conflict is the economy and 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 p- having people travel to Israel um and you know bringing their uh their ec- economic support they're bringing goods and you know and, and 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 any type of travel helps enrich the economy i don't think anybody's seeing this as a burden uh if anything the more people that come and, and participate in uh in uh, donation drives and uh and come and you know support the soldiers it's it's an incredible increase in morale there's there's certainly a feeling that that even though israelis are a quote-unquote, alone in the world. They're not alone vis-a-vis diaspora jury, not in any respect.
0: Yeah, well, certainly we're seeing it now. And that is also, again, as you mentioned, uh, you you mentioned it in passing before October the 7th, there, there was this terrible divide within Israeli society, but I would even add there was a huge chasm between Jews in the diaspora and Israeli Jews. And certainly I've spoken and mentioned that where, where COVID was a very difficult time because all of a sudden Jews around the world, and I'm not uh, arguing the, the legitimacy of it, but all of a sudden we were we realized, hold on, we're not Israeli, we're Jews living in the diaspora. And, and it isn't the same when we couldn't visit Israel and be part of, let's say, family uh, family events there that we might need to be. And I think that that chasm only grew after after even after the end of COVID. I think it's been a difficult time. Certainly you've seen it uh, with the diaspora during the United States and Israel, less so with South African Jews, who I think have a much more simple and straightforward view of, of, of An approach to Zionism uh, An uncomplicated view generally uh, But, but you even, even with this community here You saw that chasm growing And October the 7th just changed everything There was no more discussion about anything like that South Africans like Jews around the world Just are unequivocally supportive of Israel And will pretty much do anything To, to, to assist however they can So it has been a very, very interesting shift
1: Absolutely, and I think that it it reflects that for the past uh, few decades, I think there's been a feeling amongst diaspora, particularly in the United States, North America generally, that Israel is just an immutable reality. It's something that can be taken for granted. And October the seventh was a rude awakening for a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Jews in the diaspora, supporters of Israel, Zionists. Wow, we really can't take this for granted. And if we, if we, and in at the end of the day, anti Semites of the, the type of like Hamas uh, and their supporters don't care whether or not you're a Jew in the diaspora. Just like we saw people gathering outside of a falafel shop in Philadelphia, uh, I believe it was uh, earlier this week, accusing the Jewish owner of genocide. Uh, we can't be, we can't afford to allow our differences uh, to keep us so separated that we're vulnerable from attack from, uh, from a thousand.
0: Very, very much. So, thank you for that fascinating conversation, and uh, keep safe and keep doing the important work that you do. That was Yirmiyahu Danzig. He is known as That Simach. He's a digital educator specializing in Jewish diversity, in history, and identity.